What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN but this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. <laughs> And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Cleveland? Cleveland rocks? No, not as far as I'm concerned. Cleveland sucks. And Eric Fry. The brain, good times, come on, the Bears finally start Mad Nagy. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to another edition of the uh, starting lineup. We're not here on a 98.9, the uh, game. We're only here on the uh, podcast the feed. So thanks for uh, checking us out uh, there. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, uh, hanging out with you here on the uh, podcast uh, today. Coming up, we got a good show uh, lined up for you on this uh, Friday. It's going to be a normal show uh, format just without the uh, terrestrial radio confinements coming up we got uh, some uh, local sports uh, to uh, talk about also uh, we of course got to hit on uh, the nfl the game that happened last night we got to hit up on uh, the uh, games that are happening uh, this weekend as well games happening tomorrow triple header for you nfl action and uh, of course we got to do a pick em as it's the uh, weekend coming mm-hmm. up uh, we got to take a look at some college basketball action absolutely loaded college basketball schedule for saturday including illinois back in action after uh, their loss to penn state last saturday they get back in action and uh, we'll take a look at uh, that matchup, and we'll also hit on the national sports as well, NBA, NHL, and we'll also hit up on uh, some uh, college football as well because yeah. we got bowl, bowl games, games all over the place uh, that we needed to uh, speak on and uh, talk about as well. So that's all coming up here on the program at some point in time. So I think that even though we're on the podcast, but we need to just uh, – do it like it is a radio show. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's start things off like we always do. And uh, let's kick it off with first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And just like we have the last uh, several days, let's uh, kick it off with uh, some uh, baseball uh, news. As uh, yesterday, uh, finally, uh, the uh, shoe dropped for one of the uh, biggest pitchers that was on the uh, market. And the uh, rumors that this was his uh, preferred destination, well, it came to fruition as uh, finally uh, Carlos Rodon is uh, signed 
and he's signing with the Pinstripes there in Brooklyn there as he signed with the New York Yankees for a six-year, $162 million deal. Sources, according to Jeff Passens, uh, saying there that uh, Rodon inking with the Yankees. And it was uh, reported by Jeff Passens yesterday. And uh, Rodon off the market, and he's wearing some pinstripes. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of... I don't know, Travis, would you say uh, the rich get richer, as we've talked about? (laughs) Like, this is just, if you're willing to spend, you can get whoever you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, I think the Yankees overpaid, but it's what the market dictated. Yeah, you know, even though it's uh, only a, a six-year deal, 162 million, and maybe they did uh, overpay for you know a pitcher that only pitches once every uh, five days, and really kind of before the season, uh, he was decent. But I say that he was pretty excellent uh, this past season with the uh, Giants. He had his best year, I think, uh, from an mm-hmm. ERA perspective. I think 2.88 ERA and a career high 178 innings over 31 starts and he also uh, was an all-star for the second time and he was 14 and eight overall record uh, there so uh, obviously you have a, a good year and you get paid the uh, next year after that and again I don't I'm not saying that it was a bad call for mm-hmm. the Yankees best pitcher out there for sure but I, I still think it was an overpay yeah but again what are you paying for you're paying for for the first four years. That's mm-hmm. what we're seeing with a lot of these contracts. Yeah. You're, you're paying for the first four to five years or so. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're accepting the downturn. Yeah. So, Travis, I'm going to confess something to you. Okay. After doing some research and thinking about it, mm-hmm. I'm not as mad at the Cubs this offseason as I have been. No, you've no. you've changed course. I have a little bit. I'm still upset with them. Don't get me wrong. But our farm system's not there. Mm-hmm. We're still another year or two away of, from contending. Legitimately, just a year. Just a year or two. A year or two, including next, <laughs> not including next year. So two to three from okay. right now. If you're gonna sign <laughs> these guys, as we just talked about, you're signing them for the first five years. Yeah. If you're not in contending shape for another three years, you're wasting the contract. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm not as upset as I was with the Cubs because they're nowhere near contending. Yeah. So why spend the five years of the prime that you're wanting to then waste whatever player? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why you're seeing teams like the Yankees, the Padres, the the Giants I'm still a little questionable about, but they were the NL West champs last year, as in 2021. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Not, not last year as in the last baseball year. Yeah, sure. Um, I got you. So, yeah, I, I think the Yankees, they paid top dollar for the best free agent pitcher out there, and mm-hmm. they now have, I think, arg- I, don't, I don't even say arguably, they have the best rotation in baseball. It's definitely uh, one of the best that already ranked fourth overall in ERA last year. And then you had a guy that had a 2.8 ERA mm-hmm. to that, uh, Garrett Cole, Cortez, Servino, and Montas in uh, the rotation. That's who uh, Rodon 
is going to join up with yep. uh, there in uh, New York. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even uh, realize uh, that uh, Rodon's deal with the Yankees is the second largest contract the Yankees has ever given to a pitcher in total value. And the only one that's above him was uh, Garrett Cole's uh, deal that was $324 million in 2019. And Rodon gets $1 million more than CC Sabathia's $161 million deal with the Yankees in 2008. So, mm. uh, man, I didn't even know that the, the Yankees, it was even uh, – a lot for them to uh, give up there in at least in total value right. uh, there for for them so hmm. so maybe it was a it was a good thing that the cardinals uh, avoided uh avoided this deal paying all, all that uh money uh that they hoard on to I told someone the other day that the cardinals uh, hoard on to money like John Dutton hoards on to land so <laughs> jeez bub you know, I guess the the Cardinals just feel that they were uh, they already handed out the biggest free agent contract that they've had uh, when they signed uh, Contreras. But I guess that they felt like not getting the uh, number one pitcher off the market and uh, spending even more uh, money um, wasn't in in the cards, and they're just going to go with the rotation that they have, or we're just going to plug in a veteran and think it, it'll work, just like uh, Quintana did. And Quintana worked. It did. I'm not saying eventually it's not going to though. Well, but I was talking with Bob here at the studio Mm -hmm. and you know, he was saying the same thing. And I said, yes, eventually, but until it doesn't keep riding it, it has worked for so many years for the Cardinals. Yeah. You don't. Here's, here's the thing with the Cardinals. They're, they can have mediocre pitching Travis because their defense is so good. It makes up for mediocre pitching. And you don't need a, a starter bit. to go deep because your bullpen's pretty decent as well. It can be shaky. It can be improved. It can be shaky I'll, at I'll times. I'll say that. It could be improved. Mm-hmm. But all you're asking is five innings, most, out of your starters. That's it. And I would like more than uh, five innings on a can more consistent basis during a 162-game season, though. And you'll get that occasionally. Yeah. You know, but it's today's baseball world we live in. Right. A starting pitcher doesn't go seven, eight innings anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless they're doing something miraculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just not the way baseball's played. Right. So, I, again, if you're St. Louis, you don't need to have the best pitching staff in the world because your defense makes up for it. Mm-hmm. That's why you have all those gold it certainly gloves. Hel- it certainly helps for sure. That's why you have them all back there. Yeah. Is to help a pitcher. Now, obviously, they can't help a home run. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have a very good offense to go with the very good defense. It's an offense that kind of ups and downs. It's streaky. Yeah, very, streaky. very much so. But in 162-game seasons, there's a lot of teams that offenses yep. are streaky at and times. You'll have that for sure. Yeah. So... You can't average eight runs a game for a 162 season game season. No. It's not going to happen at all. So, no, you're gonna you're gonna have some games that don't work out. So, yes, could the Cardinals have found a way to make this deal happen if they really wanted to? Yes, they could have. Mm-hmm. So could a lot of so. teams. 
Yeah, I think about, you know, the only teams that probably couldn't make any deal that they wanted to get done uh, work is probably, you know, the A's, Baltimore, Tampa, possibly, mm-hmm. you know, even maybe the Royals. Miami. Miami, yeah. The- of course, Miami could have a ton of money stored up. I'm not sure about that, but they don't want to spend it. Yeah, and probably no one wants to go there either because right. of just the way their roster is structured. Um, the only one they have is Sandy. Yep. That's pretty much it. We'll probably be traded at the deadline. That is the MO of the uh, of the Marlins for yeah. sure. I, Travis, uh, obviously comparative to the Cubs, the Cardinals are, much, oh much, are in a great situation. I still think the Cardinals are the team to be in the NL Central. Mm-hmm. But then where do we go beyond that? We, we've always talked about the mentality. I know. It, and I agree with you. They haven't done enough to get past that NL Central, to not be happy with a first-round playoff mm-hmm. this offseason. Now, yeah. the offseason's still going. It is, yeah. I think here's, – here's why I think, Travis, that the Cardinals did not make more of a move for this. And try and make this happen. I don't think you could have unloaded Jordan Montgomery or Steven Matz. Yeah, I don't Matt's think anyone wants to take them. Yeah, Matz. So you're stuck about... with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely uh, Matz was in the conversation because you would have had to move one of those two just to get the roster right. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not even talking money here. I'm just talking a place for Rondon to pitch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if a lot of teams that are going to take on that Matt's contract. Yeah, probably not. No. So <laughs> unless you were willing to just cut your losses and cut him, which you don't want to do because then that's just dead money that you're mm-hmm. spending. Yeah. You're better off to just keep him on the roster and trying to find a spot for him somewhere. Mm-hmm. If no one's willing to, to take, take on that contract. Sure. Or you're going to have to give up your number one or two prospect to go the other way to to make a team be enticed to take that contract. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I do still think that there are some, I'll say not great, but some decent starting pitching out there. The problem for the Cardinals is who you got. Exactly. Like, where are they going to go? Right. Well. As far as on the organization, like where where do you put a new starting pitcher? I don't know. I'd have to really dive deeper into it, but at the moment, I can't really, can't really think. And that's what I'm saying. There's, there's not a lot of. You're, you're, you're tied up. I guess you could have made it work though. And you make any of these deals work, make some moves around, and yeah, you're right. The off season isn't completely uh, over yet, so. Uh, to maybe people that at least the Cardinals seem to be in 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 the running for uh, Rodon. They were in like one of the three teams that that were in it. So uh, I guess I'd have to wait and see what uh, Mo says about this, about uh, the deal and whatnot, and where he's going to move forward. Trying to look at starting pitchers. I mean, you're not obviously you're not trading Wayne, right? Nope. You're not trading Michaelis. Nope. You're not trading Flaherty. Uh, that's more of a possibility than those two, I think. Montgomery, if you can 
get him, but you just traded for him. Like, what would you get back? Would it be relevant? Would be would it be equal to what you gave up to get him? Mm-hmm. Libertor. Yeah, possibly, but you've you've held on to for him so long for so and long. passed up so many deals. You got to at least get a full year out of him to see what he's got. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I didn't even mention Matts. Oh, which honestly, again, it wasn't that great. No, but you're stuck with that contract. I mean, Libertor. I mean. Well, yes, I know. 5.97 ERA in uh, nine games. But that's nine games. Out of a 168-game season, that is a small sample size. Yeah. Who's this Rodriguez guy that they have on the depth chart? He's a Yankees hat on. Never even heard of him. Will King Rodriguez? Only appeared in two innings and in two games. career regular season. Yeah. No ERA. Yeah. Don't even know this guy. Oh, he appeared in two games in 2014, Travis, with the Royals. Oh, boy. So, that was his last uh, major league stats. Oh, boy. Maybe they just picked him up? Um, You know, they also have – they don't have uh, anywhere on here, but I think – I don't know – can't quite remember, so I don't want. You claimed him off of waivers December seventh from the Yankees. That's it. And he was assigned to uh, Puerto Rican League, I believe. So, yeah, well, wasn't that a great signing? I, I do think, like like you said, I do think that there are some players to watch if you're the Cardinals um, that you could still get. Um, but it's not it's not going to be flashy. It never is. It never is. I don't know why some of these, like, is Matt, even isn't even on here on the uh, rotation or the depth chart. We're looking at, I think we're looking at the same page mm-hmm. here. Yeah, I saw that. Matt's isn't even here. Dakota Hudson isn't even here. I know Hudson was on the IL there right. and was hurt. Maybe they're not including people who bit. were on the injured list or something. Yeah. I mean, he did pitch in October and I mean, late September. Travis, let me, let me ask you this. It's not flashy at all, but Corey Kluber? It definitely seems like something that Rich Hill? the Cardinals would do. Waka? Waka, yeah. You know, he's a free agent. He's only 30. Drew Smiley? Bring him back. Jordan Lyles? Chris Archer? Oh, Chris Archer. <laughs> uh, no. No, thank you. What I'm saying is that there are a couple names that, again, are not flashy. And I know you said, Travis, it never is. Then why do you keep getting your hopes up for them to do something flashy? That's on you. That's not um, on them. Yeah, it's like just trying. To, it's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> it, trying something and then expecting a different outcome but never getting it. So, Being the same Since we're talking results. baseball, Travis, mm-hmm. I have a list uh, put up by MLB of free agents at each position ranked by their war. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go through and tell you who's still kind of out there for teams to get with some of the higher wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. So catcher wise, the highest war left is Gary Sanchez, 30 years old, a 2.8 war. Um, 
So get ready, Chicago, maybe. Uh, Jorge uh, Alfaro it would be second. Tucker Barnhart, third. Um, Kurt Casali is fourth. And Jason Castro, fifth. Um, that's as far as I'm going to go. We'll go five from, from each position. <laughs> first baseman, if you're looking for a first baseman, uh, Brandon Belt. Okay. Not great. <laughs> no. Gurel. Yeah, he can hit. At, well, he's 39, Travis. Ooh, yeah. I didn't realize he was that old. Jesus Aguilar. Ooh, yeah. Miguel no. Sano. No. And Harold Castro. Those are your top five first basemen still available. Your top five second baseman. Actually, the number one second baseman, according to this, uh, Segura. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh Harrison. <laughs> Cesar, everything. Cesar Hernandez. That's a name. Rudin Odor, who, by the way, I feel has been in the league for like 10 years. He's only 29 years old. Wow, yeah. So Definitely does seem like he's, he's been around forever. Older. I think of him as like a veteran old guy. Yeah. He's 29. And Jonathan Villar. Those are your top five second basemen that are still available. Shortstops, of course, Dansby Swanson. Mm-hmm. Elvis Andrews, Jose Iglesias, um, Alcides Escobar, and Danny Mendrick are your top five shortstop still available. There's a, there's a steep drop off there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, uh, Swanson's a 9.7 war. Elvis Andrews, who's next, is a 5.1. <laughs> yes. A little bit. And then uh, Jose after Elvis Andrews is 2.7. So <laughs> even more of a drop. Yeah. So that's great. Third baseman, the top third baseman still out there, Justin Turner. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Drury. Yeah. Evan Longoria. Donovan Solano. And Brian Anderson. Mm. Those are your top five third baseman. They're not superstars. I mean, Longoria was, but yeah. not anymore. But still, you can you can plug in and play any of those guys. Left field, you got all five of the, the top five left fielders out there. Joey Gallo. Mm-hmm. Andrew Benintendi, mm-hmm. Adam Duvall, AJ Pollock, and David Peralta. Mm. Some of those are decent, names. Decent bats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean not great. If, if you need someone to help your offense but not carry it, there's some serviceable guys in there. Right. Yeah. That you could probably get for a decent amount. Chicago Cubs. I'm looking <laughs> at you. Who's the first guy you mentioned? Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. Yeah. I think he could rake at Wrigley. Yeah, just don't put him in a market where uh, fans or the media is on him all the time. Oh, well, then he can't come to Wrigley. He didn't like it in New York, oh, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. Uh, center fielder, you got uh, Rafael Ortega, former Cub. Uh, Ab- Ad- Bell Herrera. Mm-hmm. Bradley Zimmer. Adam Engel and Lorenzo Kane. <laughs> Lorenzo Kane. Yeah. Wow. Also out there, if you want to, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Billy Hamilton. Ah, Billy. 32-year-old. He feels like another guy who's been around for like 18 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Probably still doesn't have an ounce of muscle on him. Nope, but he can run fast. Oh, yes, he can. Right fielders, Will Myers, Tyler Nyquin, Michael Conforto, Willie Castro, and Dexter Fowler. God. That's your fifth best uh, available right fielder. Oh, based on war. <laughs> yeah. uh, designated hitters, J.D. Martinez, Michael Brantley, Matt Carpenter, Andrew McCutcheon, and Trey Mancini. 
Yeah, those are good names. Yeah, I would. I'd take a flyer on any one of those guys. Yeah, good if you names. need some help offensively. Uh, and then starting pitchers, you have Evaldi. Yeah, I mean that's decent. Corey Kluber. Mm-hmm. Wade Miley. Rich Hill. <laughs> Zach Greinke. Yeah, now see, there's a guy, Zach Greinke, that's totally something that the Cardinals. Oh would yeah, do. I mean he's only 38. He's been around for a while oh, though. He has been. Um, so is Rich Hill. He's 42. Yeah, Joe I would Ross. Take... He's 29. I would take uh, I would take Evaldi or or uh, Granky. Relief pitchers: Craig Kimbrell. Oh man, yeah. Taylor Rogers, mm-hmm. Andrew Chafin, mm-hmm. Michael Falmer, and Chad Green. Chad Green's still out there. Yeah, coming off of picked uh, up. Yeah, he's Tommy coming John. Off of Tommy John. Mm-hmm. Uh, other uh, relief pitchers: Garrett Richards, uh, David Phelps, Matt Moore, Luke Weaver, Jake McGee. Dominic Leon, Seth Lugo, Corey Knable, Steve Chizik. Oh, man. Eraldis Chapman. He's out there. Derek Holland, Brad Hand, Alex Reyes. Yeah, some of, the, some of these guys are just left-handed specialists. Yep. You can throw them in there. And you're always needing left-handed pitching. Not anymore, though, because you got to go three batters. Yeah, I know. Not like it used to be, Carl but Carl Edwards still. Jr., former Cub. Carl Edwards Jr. Familia. Oh, Rex Brothers, Brandon Workman, Brian Shaw, Joe Smith, Dan Winkler. Yeah, Danny Winkler out yeah. there. Greg Holland, Daniel Norris. Greg Holland. Sergio Romo, Ian <laughs> Kennedy, Travis. Ian Kennedy, my goodness! Now we're scraping, uh, yeah, we are scraping the bottom we of are. the barrel there. Yep. Mm. So, so those are the free agents that are available. Yep. So uh, there you go. The uh, Carlos Rodon signing with the uh, Yankees uh, there, and of course that was brought up on uh, Cardinals Twitter yesterday of getting uh, missing out on him and then uh, also i was gonna mention here speaking of the uh, cardinals that uh by the way eric that if uh, i suddenly go missing a couple of months from now uh you know why i do uh, know why the, uh, bally sports midwest play-by-play mm-hmm. spot is open as after the incidents with uh, Dan McLaughlin picking up another uh, DUI or DWI and uh mutually parted ways yesterday it was announced by bally sports so Position is open there at Bally. TV side. Go. I know we care more about the radio side, obviously, being a part of the Cardinals radio network. <laughs> but could possibly, I know that he's done TV before, obviously, and then he switched to radio. And he still does it from from time to time on television. But there's a lot of talk of Ricky Horton possibly making that move back over to the TV side of things. But I kind of think that Ricky's kind of carved out a little niche on radio and mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy him on the radio and I really enjoy uh, I think him and John Rooney have great chemistry uh, there but I don't know where we're going to go but one thing I did suggest yeah I threw it out on Twitter got a polarizing response got a lot of love some dislike as well and now the more that I think about it I really enjoyed the ride that I've been on the last 24 hours with all the uh, love that I've gotten since throwing out this tweet Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. And it was a pipe dream anyways. I sent it out. 
and I sent out a picture of Joe Buck. Say, bring him home. Uh, bring Joe home. I don't think ESPN will allow that, Travis. They will. It's fine. People all the time do regional broadcasting with ESPN. And see, I think, and I could be wrong, I think Joe Buck is going to do Sunday Night Baseball. Hmm. I don't know. For ESPN. Maybe. Because he did do their playoff coverage. Did he? Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that was Carl Ravitch. I think they, for the the series where they had two, the first round they broadcast two different series, and Joe Buck was on one of them. Hmm. I don't know, but then uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, the only thing that's going to stop him is if he wants to work. Everyone was like, oh, why would he give up that ESPN money to work uh, ten times more? Well, he wouldn't have to give up the ESPN gig. He could do both. But I thought, when is this man ever going to have time off? Right. You go from baseball season right into football season and then vice versa. You go football season into only have like a month or two off uh, there. I could see him do a little part-time gig, possibly. He actually just went into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Yeah. Rightfully so. Don't let anyone in. Well deserved. Absolutely. Gets a lot of hate, but I don't mind him. And I want everyone that uh, yesterday that threw out some Joe Buck slander from St. Louis, remember who this is. This is Joe Buck. This is not some random Joe Schmo from ESPN. This isn't some guy who started out with the Cardinals and then went national. This is Jack freaking Buck's son, like the greatest broadcaster we've ever had. This is his son, after all. Let's uh, remember remember that a little bit. Bob Costas. Bob Costas? I don't want him. <laughs> Legend, but ah, I don't want him doing every one of my games. No, just like 30. Yeah. I mean, doesn't he live in the St. Louis area he or does. whatever? Mm-hmm. Ah, well, now that you threw that out into the universe. Uh, That's, but no, I'm saying both. Have Bob do about 30 of them? Have Joe Buck do about 30? That would still give him time off. And then yep. you get a third person to fill in. I mean, that's right. that's what the Cubs are doing with their announcers. You know, you got Shambi, you got the right, yeah. the does girl he who still I forget. Do, yeah, doesn't uh, he still do stuff he still with does the stuff ESPN? For ESPN? Yeah, yeah. There you go. He, he can does do both. the weekday games, mm-hmm. and then on the weekends he'll do the Sunday night game, depending on where they're at. Right. So yeah, so it's totally possible that you can do both with ESPN. It and is, the and it's market. also possible, like I said, to have multiple. Um, Multiple announcers. And you know, you I don't was, need one team to do the entire season. Right. Yeah, I mean, they usually do switch up color commentators on the TV side of things. Sometimes they have Jim Edmonds. Sometimes they have Ricky. Sometimes they have uh, Brad Thompson, who I really enjoy. And I thought that Dan and him really had some awesome chemistry uh, there. I think, unfortunately, uh, if you're uh, – a pipe dream of mine is to get Jim Edmonds out of the booth. But uh, I think that we're going to be in store for one more year with him because we're saving that seat for Wainwright when he finally hangs up the cleats before he – Bally Sports better offer him something. The Cardinals better offer him something because mm-hmm. the national uh, organizations are going to scoop him up as soon as he's done because he's amazing on the mic. Yeah. It was also thrown out there that uh, I think it just when uh, Wainwright's on an off day, we should just have him do uh, – play-by-play in the in the dugout yeah or i think i like that even better i like that i like that even better yeah. than throwing out joe buck the the cubs by the way have um 
you know, as we said, they got Shambi. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Myers does games for him when Shambi's not there. Beth Mowens does games, as well as Pat Hughes, who does radio, will fill in as well when Shambi's not available. So they yeah. got, you know, four announcers there that they can use for play-by-play up in Marquee. Right. So, right. do you like do you like that though? Like not having the consistency and not every game you're wondering who who you're gonna get. It doesn't bother me any. Um, because they're all knowledgeable and know what they're talking about. It's not like they're pulling people who have never seen a Cubs game that season, or like right. the national guys who you know don't. It just every some once of them in a you while. don't know. You you can tell they don't know what they're seeing. Right. They're just yeah. reading what has been given to them by the stats people. Sure. They don't sound like that, and so I think that helps. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it. The other thing, Travis, with you saying that is it would have required me to actually watch the Cubs this past season. <laughs> and we all know the Cubs suck. So, yeah, they, they do. And I don't know who they're going to have announcing this year, but I'm not watching them properly. <laughs> oh, man. So. All right, let's move on. Yeah, I keep sitting here, by the way, waiting for a commercial. That's yep, before nope. I move on to the next thing. It's, it's not like, coming. Oh, yeah. Hey. Nope, we don't got any commercial cues. We, we, we just spent, uh, you know, however long we spent talking about Yeah, baseball. our first segment was 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> All right, so we should move on. Let's talk some local sports. Uh, finally here, some uh, action that happened uh, last night. Uh, first, uh, we'll uh, start with the uh, game that was on our airwaves over on uh, Jack FM, and that was a CHBC against Altamont. And this was a reverse on uh, the uh, occurrence that happened on a Monday, as this time it was Calneric Beecher City coming back from down double digits in the second half to come back and win as uh, they picked up the W over Altamont, 62-58. Uh, when these two teams uh, get together, you can always uh, – just pencil in that this is going to be a good close game and uh, you know uh, Altamont was seemed to be in control there for uh, quite a while it's kind of a back and forth uh, first quarter as uh, Altamont started off really well and Grace Nelson scored the first five points of the game then CHBC kind of came back to him and they traded leads uh, back and forth uh, but it was Altamont with a three-point edge after one quarter uh, Gracie Hecker with an exclamation point to end the first quarter. She made a three at the buzzer to cut it to that three-point uh, deficit. And a Nelson right out of the gates, 13 of the 18 points for Altamont. They get it started uh, for them. And uh, despite the Bobcats, they had 10 turnovers in that first half. Ooh. And then at halftime, they were still only down by one. So uh, they trailed 30-29. to 29 at halftime there and also the three pointers were working last night you know for Altamont Grace Nelson made a step back three uh, Skyly Klein made one Remington Miller made one Libby Reardon all made three pointers in uh, the uh, first half to go along with that one point lead for Altamont at the half and then you know Altamont would start off good in the in the second half with some buckets and then uh, you know Bame made a three as well and uh, they would build up that lead to double digits and then at some point with uh, foul trouble uh, Macy Rodman uh, she banked in a three-pointer and uh, she was tremendous in uh, the uh, second half her and Hecker really carried 
the Bobcats in the second half. But uh, off the bench, uh, Carly Smith, uh, she had some action in the junior varsity uh, contest, and then she stepped in with uh, uh, Stuckemeyer in foul trouble a little bit and another uh, player that was in foul trouble for the Bobcats. And she brought the energy, and she brought a couple of buck. Uh, baskets at the uh, free throw line some jumpers and that really gave the crowd some energy the student section started to get into it there mm -hmm. at uh, Cowden and then uh, they cut that deficit from double digits to six at the end of the third quarter and then in the fourth quarter it was uh, basically all CHBC as they outscored Altamont 20 to 10 in that uh, final quarter uh, there. Uh, Cameron Olsen was the uh, star as uh, she had the biggest shot of the game. As about two minutes left in the game, she uh, made a three-pointer to give a CHBC the lead the first time that they led since the first quarter. And it was 55-53 at that point, and CHBC would never let up the lead again there. And Altamont in the fourth quarter only made one field goal. They're 10 points. Uh, eight of those came at the uh, free throw line uh, there for them. Uh, the only field goal that was made was uh, late by Nelson. And then uh, Hecker stepped up to the line at the free throw line to put the game out of reach, and uh, or at least a, a three-point lead. Mm -hmm. And uh, she made one of the free throws to make it 60-58. Uh, to 58. She would miss the second one, but Masson Wojcik would be right there to uh, take the ball away from Nelson and uh, put up her follow shot, and uh, that what made the final score 62-58 to there. So CHBC with a comeback victory over the Indians. Yeah, and, you know, it, it, Altamont just – it sounds like Travis just ran out of gas, just ran out of gas at the end of that game, and Count Herrick, Beecher right. City, was able to take advantage of it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, CHBC played well in the first half, despite, you know, uh, all those turnovers that yeah. they had. They were still able to keep it within three and then within one point there. So uh, I knew that, that if they kept the Bobcats, kept them around a little bit, that, you know, finally it would turn around. Now, uh, Coach Lurkin said in the postgame, she wondered if they kind of uh, fell in love with a three there, so to speak, uh, with making all those threes there in the first half because the shots weren't falling or the three-pointers mm -hmm. weren't falling as much in the second half as they were in the first there. And uh, she was also wanting to see the Indians make some in-game adjustments as well and kind of adjust on the fly there. And she felt like they didn't do a great job in that aspect and I thought they played a good defense for the entire game up until the fourth quarter there, uh, obviously. And uh, she put that, uh, Coach Lurgan's put that on herself for switching up uh, the defense there in, in the fourth quarter. And they just didn't adjust to the shooters uh, after that. But I was super impressed with uh, Heckert and Rodman uh, in the second half. They really kind of carried the Bobcats there. Uh, Hecker ended up with 19, Rodman uh, with eight. She made like four three pointers in the game. And uh, so. Uh, CHBC comes uh, with the comeback win and a good win for them uh, over Altamont. The complete opposite of Monday night against right. North Clay. North Clay, you know, we kept talking about on the broadcast, you know, if North Clay leaves Altamont around, lets them hang around a little bit longer, it may come back to bite North Clay, and it did. Mm -hmm. Altamont did the same thing with County here at Beach City. And you have to wonder a little bit if Tuesday's game against Vandalia kind of lit a fire under County here at Beach City, suffering that 10-point that loss to Vandalia. Maybe it made them, you know, really right. want to get a win. Right. Yeah, for sure. So uh, CHBC gets their second NTC win 
Uh, I have them down for a 2-1 in the conference, and they improved the 9-4 overall, and Altamont falls to a 9-2 overall and 3-2 and in the NTC. And uh, I talked with uh, Coach Lurgens in the postgame that maybe it was a good thing that the ladies have a game today. They can have a short memory and uh, put this in the past and uh, put it behind them quickly, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be there on Mega Night tonight in Altamont as it's a doubleheader with the girls and the guys, and it's going to be obligated long a pal hut coming to Altamont this evening and uh, first game up will be uh, the uh, uh, boys junior varsity at five and then uh, following that uh, the girls varsity uh, contest at approximately 6:30, following the boys JV and then uh, they'll have a ceremony for uh, Grace Nelson uh, recognizing her all-time leading scorer in school history mm-hmm. and then it'll be the boys turn approximately 8 o'clock where we're thinking I'm going at uh, halftime, of course, they're going to honor the seventh-grade girls that made it to a state for Altamont uh, there at halftime of the boys' varsity game. So uh, mega night tonight for Altamont and the ladies back in action in less than 24 hours and trying to put that loss uh, from last night behind them really quickly. Yeah, got to get short-term memory. Here we go. And mm-hmm. – uh, it should be a good opponent to do that against tonight. I think right. Altamont matches up very well against an oblong pal hut team. Right, yeah, uh, I would agree. And uh, Nelson finished with uh, 30 on the game, and uh, uh, Remington Miller had eight points, and uh, uh, Claire Bame had uh, seven points as well. But Altamont onward uh, to uh, the next game uh, this evening. Let's take a look at uh, some other action uh, from uh, last night in uh, girls basketball as it was. Let me uh, pull up my notes here. As it was FEM uh, getting the win in the uh, Crosstown rivalry game with uh, St. Anthony on the girls' side as it was FEM 66-43 over uh, St. Anthony. So St. Anthony matching up with the uh, FEM County teams uh, taking back-to-back losses yeah. uh, now. Uh, but, hey, you know, FEM, uh, despite St. Anthony being a great squad, still FEM. Bigger school, Totopolis as well, just slightly bigger uh, there for a T-Town. But mm-hmm. uh, the game was close in the first quarter. It was tied 14-all, but then FEM 22-10 run in the second quarter. Got the lead up to 36-24 at the half, and uh, they never looked back. They also had a strong second half as well. Mapes led the way for the Lady Hearts, 20 points. Beals had 19. Martin had 15 for FEM. Uh, only two double-figure scorers for St. Anthony. Fearday had 19, and Ruhal had 14. Nobody else really uh, came close to uh, double figures uh, there for the Bulldogs. So, like I said, they dropped their second in a row. They're 10-2 now on the season. And also this was significant because uh, head coach Jeff Schaefer, who we had on the show before mm-hmm. the season started, he tied the record for the most wins in school history there as a coach. And that is in basketball history. 458 wins was uh, that last night. And he's looking to uh, break uh, Jim Maxson's record with 459 wins. They're both tied there. And FEM's actually going to be in action tonight. Well, that's just against the undefeated Lincoln Rail Splitters. Oh, easy. You know, just nice recovery, easy game. Yeah. So uh, that should be a very entertaining game uh, tonight uh, with Lincoln. They have uh, uh, Froby there and uh, Coach Schaefer going for a little bit of history uh, tonight as well. 
Um, other action uh, from last night, we had uh, Cumberland over Dietrich, 57-2, in a close one. It ended up being close. Uh, Cumberland, they jumped out to the lead 13-4 to after the first quarter, but then Dietrich got it within 22-19 at the half. He got a little closer in the third, 37-35, but then uh, Cumberland with the five-point victory there. It just seemed like Dietrich was playing behind from the entire game and just couldn't quite uh, complete the comeback uh, there in Cumberland last night. Didmore led the way for the Pirates, 20 points. Becker had 19, and Caitlin Shoemaker had a 10 points, the double-figure scores for Cumberland. As for a Dietrich uh, Tegler, she had uh, 16 points. Brummer had 12. Britton was close to the double-figure. She had 9. But Cumberland comes out with the win over the Maroons last night. It was North Clay over Red Hill, 64-36. to Tetopolis over Newton, 47-2, as 17. As uh, T-Town jumped out to the 17-3 after one quarter, and then uh, Newton didn't score in the second quarter at all. They led 28-3, did T-Town at half, and obviously they uh, cruised to the victory. Uh, Gibson and Wall, both 10 points for the uh, Lady Shoes. Kaylee Niebergi with 9 points there, and Newton... I was led by Cameron Martin, <clears throat> excuse me, mm -hmm. with six points in the loss for Newton. In the Cola Wars, it was Tuscola getting the win and keeping their undefeated streak going in the early going. They're 13-0 now as they beat Arcola 52-28, and the Purple Riders are now 7-2 on the season in a girls basketball. Speaking of Oblong Palha, they were also in action last night. They were in action against Robinson as Robinson got the win over OPH 66 to 27. It's Florida over El Dorado 43-31. It was Carmine White County over Lawrenceville 50 to 15 there in girls basketball. Last night in a boys of basketball, we had a couple of uh, tournaments uh, going on. They're in uh, St. Elmo. It was a CHBC picking up the victory over Mulberry Grove 70-42. Uh, we had uh, three players in double figures for CHBC. It was Wojcik with 14, uh, Kalmi with 13, and Thies with 13 as well. Lorton was knocking on the door of double figures. He had nine. Uh, CHBC jumped out to the 16-10 lead. They uh, would have the lead 37-19 at uh, halftime, and then have a 20-point lead after three quarters, and then would go on to win there. So uh, they advance on in the consolation bracket side of things in the St. Elmo tournament. And then in the uh, nightcap, it was to see who's going to the championship game on Saturday. It was Hillsboro picking up the win over St. Elmo Brownstown, a 59-2 of 57. High-scoring affair there in the fourth and final period. But St. Elmo Brownstown couldn't quite complete the comeback despite outscoring Hillsboro 13-7 in the third. But Hillsboro got him in the fourth, 21-20. And so Hillsboro only had that one-point lead after three quarters, but then Hillsboro holds on to win over St. Elmo Brownstown to advance to the championship game. Uh, Plum, he had 30 points in this one for Hillsboro. Uh, Matosh had uh, 17 points for Hillsboro as well. Uh, Paisley led the way for SEB, 22 points. Atwood had 11. Schwab, he had 10 points there in the loss. So SEB now will slide into the third place game there in uh, St. Elmo. And who will Hillsboro? see in the championship game well that would be decided tonight tonight and we'll talk about that 
coming up here in just a second. Conrad Allen, a tournament continuing there in uh, Wayne City as the South Central picked up their first win of the uh, tournament over Sandoval, 58 to a 29. Dotson had 19 points, Wildwood with 10, Markley with 10 as well. And this uh, snapped South Central's four-game losing streak that they were on, and uh, they slide into the ninth-place game there in the Conrad Allen tournament. Also, the fifth-place uh, bracket uh, had Weber Township JV be Gallon County 56-38. to a 38. No, that's Weber Township Varsity. Both ah, the JV gotcha. and the Varsity are there. It's really confusing. Ah, gotcha. That is weird. And it was also Charleston getting the win in boys basketball as well over FEM, 73-58. to 58. Garrett Wolf had 30 points for the Hearts. Uh, Logan Heil had 10. Uh, and Splector and Donaldson both knocking on the door. Both had eight in the loss for the Hearts. We had four in double figures for Charleston. Uh, Hess had 17. Applegate was 16. Bonsetter with 15. And Oakley with 13 there. So balanced scoring effort there for the uh, Trojans in the uh, win. And uh, really, this was decided in the fourth quarter as uh, Charleston pulled away, outscored the Hearts 23-15 to in the final quarter to pick up the win last night in boys basketball. And also in a junior high, a girls basketball, also a shout-out to a Sigal St. Michael yes. as they captured the uh, 1A state championship as they beat Lincoln uh, West, Lincoln Broadwell, 30-22 to last night. So congratulations to a Sigal St. Michael, eighth grade of girls, for bringing home a state championship there. Absolutely. Uh, in 2A, uh, Brownstown uh, fell in the third-place game, so they uh, finished fourth in a uh, state, and this one was in overtime uh, against Nokomis, 31-28. Brownstown lost in overtime uh, there. And then Paris Crestwood bought home the uh, state championship, so congratulations mm-hmm. to them as well as they beat Mount Sterling Brown County, 33-16, to uh, 16, to take home the state championship there for Paris Crestwood. Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to, to the Paris Crestwood. Paris Crestwood, Brownstown for the yep. fourth place finish, and Single St. Michael for the state championship. Going on a tonight in a boys of basketball, the Conrad Allen tournament continues there. North Clay has got a tough test against Sisney. This is in the semifinals there in the uh, winner side of the uh, bracket there at the Conrad Allen uh, tournament. We also got a Dietrich going up against St. Anthony, Arcola hosting Nioga, Robinson at Newton. That should be a good one in the LIC. Casey at Fairfield. Don't know much about Fairfield uh, there, but uh, maybe that is a good game. Uh, Mount Carmel against uh, Evansville. We got Shelbyville at Paxton Bucky Luda, South Fork against Tri-County, Hillsborough against Vandalia, Argenta against Tuscola, Lawrenceville at Marshall, and Olney is at Paris. And we got uh, the Mega Knight game with Oblong Powhut against Effiam, or against <coughs> Effiam, against Altamont there at 8 o'clock on Jack, immediately following the girls' broadcast. And then in St. Elmo, we got Ramsey against Potoka Odin. And then in the other championship semifinal to see who's going to take on Hillsborough in the championship, it's going to be the Cumberland Pirates against the Windsor Two Straws Hatchets. Approximately 745 there. Eric will have the coverage over mm-hmm. there in St. Elmo on WCRA. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the I want to say I'm looking forward to it. The Wittenbergs, good luck. Yeah. I don't know defensively who can stay <laughs> with them. Offensively, I don't know where our points are going to come from. Uh, based on the energy we saw in the first half of the game on Wednesday, I'm sure Coach is a little questionable about 
that as well. You're going to have to bring the energy up from the opening tip-off against this Windsor Stustros team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's yeah. all there is to it. And if you don't, you're going to be behind. And this Cumberland team, as we know, cannot shoot the three ball. They mm-hmm. can't. So they can't fall behind by a lot because it takes them a while to get back into a game. Right. So I'm a little concerned about it, but we will have all the action over there on WCR. Yeah, make sure you tune in uh, there for the uh, Cumberland Pirate action. And we got Altamont uh, basketball all yes. night on uh, Jack FM as well. Like I mentioned, in girls basketball, FEM hosting Lincoln. So that's going to be in there in town uh, there. So that's an intriguing matchup to mm-hmm. go to if you're not in Altamont or St. Elmo uh, tonight. In uh, college football, we got the uh, – uh, Bahamas Bowl currently going on over there, yes. just finishing up there on a 98-9. And uh, for uh, tomorrow, we got the finals of the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. Seventh place game, Mulberry Grove will take on uh, the uh, prison that falls in the, yes, in the first um, game tonight. Ramsey-Patoka-Odin game. And then in the Constellation Championships, it's CHBC against the winner of Ramsey and Patoka-Odin. Third place game uh, is a St. Elmo Brownstown against the loser of Cumberland and Windsor Stu Straws. Championship Hillsborough against the winner of Cumberland and Windsor Stu Straws. Hillsborough trying to come in in their first year in the tournament, win the whole thing. Right, I was going to say, I was just going to mention that. Yeah. I don't ever I mean, they are the them. one seed, so it makes sense that they would, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. first year. I mean, they coming knocked in. off St. Elmo Brownstown last night, so mm. this is a good Hillsborough team. Also got a lot of boys yeah. action on Saturday as well, non-tournament-wise. We got St. Anthony hosting Charleston, uh, Fairfield at Newton. We also got East Peoria, uh, Totopolis there participating in the Eureka Shootout. Uh, Tri-County hosting Tuscola, Mattoon at Mount Zion, Moreau Forsyth at Shelbyville, Red Hill at Waltonville, Effiam at Lincoln. And we also got Altamont there in uh, Greenville at the uh, Comet Shootout to take on a Breeze Central at uh, 7 o'clock. And Breeze Central... Undefeated currently right now, 8-0 and mm. last time I saw there, and they won the uh, St. Anthony Turkey Tournament. And so that should be a, a great test for the Indians uh, coming up on a Saturday there in uh, Greenville. We want to mention there on Jacket Fem Scheduled for 7 o'clock. They do have three other games going on there in uh, Greenville tomorrow. Uh, but uh, we'll have it for you. Main event, Altamont Ooh. versus Bree Central tomorrow in Greenville. Should be a good one. That, that should be a great one. And uh, you have to wonder um, – Altamont tonight if they uh, take care of business the way that they can, as we've seen, mm-hmm. um, if you get some rest for some of those players. Right. We'll see if everyone's healthy yeah. uh, as well. I know uh, Altamont battling some sickness within the team as well. So uh, should be a good one uh, there in uh, Greenville tomorrow. Uh, girls basketball as well on Saturday. We got Arthur hosting St. Anthony. That's a decent yep. matchup there. Nyoga yep. uh, and uh, Newton at Topolis and Olney. That's a good one. Avlog Powhut against some Marshall. Westville hosting uh, Charleston, South Vermilion at Paris, Chrysler Rock against Red Hill, Mount Carmel against Hamilton County. And also on uh, college basketball action, we got Illinois against Alabama A&M. 2 o'clock over on a 98.9. The coverage begins there. And then on Sunday, we got a Colts, or also Saturday, Saturday yeah. Saturday, Colts. Colts yeah. and Vikings at 11 a.m. on a WCRA there and then on Sunday we got two games on a 98-9. It's the Eagles and Bears, 11 a.m. coverage starts, and mm-hmm. a Patriots and Raiders as well following that game. Jam-packed sports weekend, Travis. Wow. Yeah. 
and a lot going on here on our airwaves so (laughs) yes get ready it's only Uh, gonna get worse from here (laughs) so we're just getting started we're just getting started oh we're just getting started oh man (laughs) we'll talk more about that in the coming weeks all right so uh i I forgot where do you want to go from here well did you mention the uh paris tri-county game from last night um paris got the win there 54 33 and what i've a lot of us thought was going to be a, uh, a a good game, and uh, Paris ended up just coming out and taking care of business. Yeah, blitzing them. Yep. I didn't see it because it wasn't on the prompter here. I know. I'm sorry. It was a late edition. <laughs> Some gotcha. things just aren't updated at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yes. when I'm looking at them. So yes, I, I forget I get to go. You. I forget to go back. So. <laughs> Uh, Tri County, by the way, was led in scoring by Armstrong, who had 18 points for mm. for Tri County. Yeah. So. Okay. Don't have a box score for Paris. Sorry. All right. Gotcha. So uh, that is what uh, happened in uh, local sports mm-hmm. from uh, last night. Uh, I guess let's uh, just uh, move on to uh, college basketball. As I mentioned, uh, Illinois back on the airwaves of 98-9, and it's against Alabama A&M. They're 3-6, and six, the Bulldogs of Alabama A&M. Obviously uh, not a powerhouse here, so this is just a get-right game uh, for the Illini to try to get that uh, bad taste out of their mouths after losing uh, to uh, Penn State. And then it's another little mini break as the next game after Alabama A&M of course is a big one on Thursday it's the bragging rights game uh, there in uh, St. Louis at the Enterprise Center mm-hmm. and which is apparently or reportedly sold out on one side you can figure on who is sold out on one side Illini you would be correct of course I would <laughs> come on plenty of seats available on the Mizzou side so who knows instead of I think last year uh, I was told by some people that were attending uh, the game that uh, Mizzou usually it's split right down the middle well it's kind of hard to tell the split when orange is sprinkled throughout the entire stadium there so uh, we'll uh, we'll worry about them we got to worry about the uh, Bulldogs and like I said hopefully uh, coach Underwood uh, calling out the leadership of the team hopefully you can uh, pull things together and just put like 120 points and hold Alabama to like 40 points I think uh, coach Underwood would be happy about that is that your official prediction because that is one of our pick'em games travis possibly all right well, we'll i'll save it for later we'll wait till the pick'em <laughs> we uh, both did so well last week when we picked illinois basketball I know. and saturday is an absolute great day for college basketball a lot of great matchups out there including man we could have got the number one versus number two team in the country on saturday but instead it'll just be the five versus the two one o'clock. It's Houston versus Virginia. They're in Virginia. Uh, other matchups. We got Indiana and Kansas starting off at 11 a.m. So a little appetizer there mm-hmm. on a Saturday before the Illini game. Uh, there that should be a good one in Allen Fieldhouse. There. Uh, we also got Alabama Gonzaga in Alabama and Birmingham. Uh, so in the uh, CM Newton Classic. It's number four versus number 15. Again, do we have to have names for everything? Yes, we do. We got the CBS Sports Classic in Madison Square Garden. Is it being broadcast <laughs> on CBS? Yes. Okay. Well, I, 
It's North Carolina versus Ohio State. North Carolina not ranked, but haha, the Buckeyes are at 23. You got Bradley against number 10, Arkansas. UCLA against Kentucky, also there in Madison Square Garden, 16 versus 13. Davison and Purdue in the Indy Classic. They're in uh, the Pacers Arena, Garden, oh, nice. Garbage Fieldhouse. Gainbridge Fieldhouse. Garbage Fieldhouse. Uh, that's the Pacers. <laughs> My apologies to the people in Indiana. But you got Davison and Purdue. And then you got Tennessee and Arizona to cap it all off. Number eight or number six versus number nine. That's, yeah. Awesome day for college day. basketball. Ranked matchups all over the place. Sports got to love all it. over. Got to love it. And so definitely I'll be tuned in this weekend and catch some college basketball where I can on a Saturday. Obviously, Saturday night I will be busy uh-huh. in other places. So, All right. So uh, let's uh, go ahead and uh, let's uh, move on and let's move on to the NFL. Okay. Seems like to be the best place to go from here as the 49ers last night to beat the Seahawks 21-13. to there, as it was Brock Purdy getting the win over Geno Smith. Clinching the West. And, yes, the 49ers have clinched the NFC West with their 10th win. They're 10-4. They beat the Seahawks twice. And so uh, the Niners are NFC West champions with Brock Purdy now at the helm. It's decent last night, you know, two touchdowns, 17 for 26. Threw uh, both of those touchdowns to George Kittle. Four receptions, 93 yards for Mr. Kittle last night. And uh, who needs Debo Samuel when you have Kittle, McCaffrey, and Ayuka? Or Ayuk, I should say. Ayuk is the proper name there. But uh, Geno Smith not doing enough against the uh, defense. Only 70 yards rushing for uh, Seattle against that daunted 49ers defense there so uh, that hurts the uh, Seahawks playoff chances a a little bit Mm. there obviously can't get the division now their focus is solely on the wild card and staying in the race there we got a a triple header on a Saturday as well so college basketball all day for you we also got all day NFL starting with that Colts Vikings game on WCRA currently in our pick them I don't know what it is but the Vikings three and a half here on ESPN mm. currently. Uh, the Ravens and the Browns sandwiched in the middle there. Browns favored by three here. And then we possibly, probably, most likely, will get a snow game with the Dolphins and the Bills. Not as much snow coming down with blizzard conditions okay. as the uh, as the other time, but still. I think it'll be cold I mean, too, right? Cold. I think like 8 to 12 inches or something. I think crazy below like zero that. from what I heard. And uh, good luck, Miami. They're yeah, they're not used to that. Currently, the Bills favored by seven points. Over under set at forty four. I would take the under. And their uh, their quarterbacks from Alabama played at Alabama. Yeah, he's not going to do well in the cold. Well, Tua said there, there's snow in Alabama. Yeah, like an inch. <laughs> right. You gotta remember, where did Josh Allen go to school? Uh, was that Wyoming? Wyoming. That was Wyoming. Yeah, he's used to snow. It starts yeah. snowing out there in August. Right. He's he's ready for yeah. it. Yeah, this is nothing. I have family out in Wyoming. They send me pictures whenever they get their first snowfall. This is Three months weather. out of the year, I think they don't have snow. That's about it. Mm. 
this barbecue weather. Went out there in August, Travis. Do you know what it is like daylight until like 10, 11 o'clock at night out there? Wow. I couldn't get used to it. I mean, I know Alaska's like that, but I didn't realize like Wyoming. It's up in the mountains, so it's a little, little higher. So, yep. Mm, wow. Yep. Interesting. Not quite like Alaska, where I think they go like 67 <laughs> days without seeing the sun and uh, something like uh, that. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, too cold uh, for uh, my blood yes. up there. Uh, games going on on Sunday, uh, Eagles, Bears, which we'll have here, yep. are over there on 98.9. Uh, Falcons, uh, Saints. Saints favored by four here. I think it's because Marcus Mariota isn't playing. Mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, Lions and uh, Jets. Lions putting their winning streak on the line, a favor by a point. Now with Zach Wilson at the helm yeah. for the uh, Jets, as the uh, doctors have ruled uh, uh, Mike White not eligible to compete in this one, and they're not clearing him for action. Once again, this could not have gone any worse for the Jets. Mm-hmm. Because seriously, do you do you think Zach Wilson's going to have any support from his team? No. 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 In a must-win game, mm-hmm. right to keep their keep their playoff hopes alive, alive. Mm-hmm. and you got to turn to the guy who you benched, right. not just benched, told not to dress for two weeks. Yeah, don't even show up. Yeah, that's gonna be awful. Okay, so the Lions, I misspoke, are not on a winning streak. They've uh, only won two in a row, and they're winners of. Five of their last six, though. That's that's good, though. Only losing by three points there to the Bills. And that's on, not a bad team to lose on to. On Thanksgiving. Not a bad team to lose to. They had a chance at winning that game, too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Steelers and uh, Panthers in Carolina. Cowboys against the Jags. Uh, Cowboys are only favored by four in uh, this one, so maybe I would hammer that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess like the Cowboys did just – struggle against the Texans. Yep, they did. Uh, Got to win, though. Uh, speaking of the Texans, they're hosting the Chiefs. They're favored by two touchdowns are Kansas City, Broncos, and uh, Cardinals. And that matchup of backup quarterbacks, um, yeah, I think, I don't know if Russell Wilson's going to start or not. Uh, we obviously know uh, Cole McCoy is going to start. Well, not good quarterback anyways. Yeah. Uh, Patriots and the Raiders. Patriots trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Vegas is favored by one point here. Uh, Titans, Chargers, Chargers favored by three. Um, the Bengals and the Bucks. Bengals searching for win number ten for them, and uh, Brady just looking to get right, or the Bucks just yep. looking to get right. Uh, the Giants and the Commanders, the teams that tied earlier this season. Do it again. And uh, Washington currently favored by four and a half points here on Sunday Night Football. And the Monday night game is the Rams and the Packers. You forgot to mention, Travis, we will. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, but we'll also have that Patriots-Raiders game on Sunday as well. On uh, yes, indeed we will. Yes. Now, real quick, before we move away from the NFL, Travis, mm-hmm. whoever made the schedule for the NFL, very smart. Okay. Because the Eagles, mm-hmm. last week they were in New York. Yep. This week they're in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Next week they're in Dallas. They don't want Philly fans to throw snowballs at Santa, so they're just going to make them be on the road for the entire month of December. I like it. Their next home game is <laughs> is on New Year's Day against New Orleans. Mm, I like it. I like that a lot. 
Just don't give them the opportunity to throw those snowballs. <laughs> Keep them out of Philly for a month. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I was going to say the the uh, schedule knows what they're doing because uh, the Patriots are out west uh, playing the Cardinals last week and uh, said they, they stayed over there in Arizona for a little while before they traveled to uh, Vegas uh, there. So uh, they didn't even bother going back home. So Yeah. So no, no point in it. Two quick two-week stay out west. Hey, I would much rather be in Arizona or Vegas uh, during the uh, during December yes. in New England. So now I was trying to find. I thought I had a stat on that uh, tie. So give me just one second here. Okay, um, I was like, I was ready to move on. I know, I know. I'm sorry, but I, I mentioned it yesterday, so I want to get it in. Um, of course. And now I can't find it, of course. So, well, never mind. I think we'll <laughs> move on. I'm not going to spend all day looking for it. Never mind. I'm not important. Never mind. <laughs> not important to look up. Although the, the Giants, the Travis, day. do have the longest, tied for the longest primetime losing streak. They have lost 11 consecutive primetime games. So, Ooh. maybe a reason there to go with uh, the Commanders there on Sunday Night Football. Yes. Definitely. Indeed. So, indubitably. Let's do it. Uh, we got a college football on this weekend. We currently got game, two games uh, going on. UTSA Troy starting in a little bit with the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl in Orlando. Uh, tomorrow we got Cincinnati and Louisville. It's the battle of two teams that don't have head coaches. Hmm. Well, I mean, they do, but. They're not coaching the teams in the bowl games. And it's at Fenway. It's the uh, Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Think Boston. Think Wasabi, right? I guess so. 10 a.m. start time on ESPN with Cincinnati and Louisville. Currently Cardinals favored by two. You got Florida and Oregon State. Number 14, Oregon State. in the SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. And that one with Kerr Herbstreit and Pat McAfee on the uh, call on that one. We've got the Chimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by uh, Stifle <coughs> and SoFi 2.30 tomorrow. It's Washington State against Fresno State. Hmm. Uh, we got Rice against Southern Miss, the Lending Tree Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We got SMU-BYU in the New Mexico Bowl there. And we have Boise State and North Texas in the Frisco Bowl, presented by ServPro in Frisco, Texas. And that's all the action on Saturday. Hey, Travis, guess what? What's that? I found it. You found the stat. I found the stat. It has not been since 1963 when the Steelers and Eagles tied each other twice in the same season. If there were to be a tie between these two teams again on Sunday, it would be the first time that a team has had multiple ties in a season since overtime was instituted in 1974. And there hasn't been three tie games in the same season with overtime in place. Don't forget Colts-Texans tied to begin the season, so it Mm -hmm. would be the third tied game as well. Yeah. And for uh, now it says for the Commanders, because I believe they had a bye week last week, Travis. So for the Commanders, it would be consecutive ties if they were to tie in this game. They'd have technically back-to-back ties. 
Wow. It would be the first instance in the NFL since the 71 Raiders who tied the Saints and the Chiefs in back-to-back games. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Hmm. How about that? And it'd also be two ties in a three-week span. <laughs> you have to go all the way back to 1923 to find the last time two teams tied each other twice in that short of time as the Minneapolis Mariners and the Rock Island Independents did it in the same season. Wow. Good grief. Yeah, you like that? In the ties. I like it, though. Yeah, yeah, it would be kind of fun, I guess, to see the uh, the ties keep coming, I guess. Yeah. All right, where are we going to now? Where do you want to go All next? All right, let's go with uh, take a look at the NBA from last night. Okay. Uh, he beat the Rockets 111-108. Grizzlies 142-101 over the uh, Bucks. John Morant with a triple-double, 25 points, 10 boards, a 10 assists to lead Memphis over the Bucks. Uh, Jazz over the Pelicans 132-129 in overtime. And it was the Suns over the Clippers 111-95 to pull off the win there. Games going on this evening. You got the Hawks, Hornets, Kings, Pistons, Magic, Celtics, Pacers, and Cavs, Warriors, and 76ers, Nets, Raptors, Knicks, and the Bulls matching up again. Didn't they just face yes. off against yes. the other day? Yep. In Chicago, even? No, uh, they were in New York last uh, time. Gotcha. They were at the Mecca. Uh, Timberwolves, Thunder, Trailblazers, Mavs, Nuggets, Lakers. Games on ESPN tonight, Warriors, 76ers, and Nuggets, and Lakers. Hmm. There you go Nuggets, tonight. Lakers. We'll see if uh, the Lakers have everyone play as opposed to the uh, Nets, who got fined 25K for sitting eight players against the Pacers. They did. Which I'm good. Don't don't sit everyone. Like, that's ridiculous. Fans are still paying high amounts of money to come to these games. Right. I mean, yeah. I know it's the Pacers, and, you know, Right, I I don't think it's and it's a back to back. Yeah, I talking about resting players and whatnot. I just saw the other day when the Warriors came to Indy. That I don't think it was anyone that I directly follow, mm-hmm. but it was kind of you know sometimes on Twitter you see when a bunch of people follow right uh, certain people. Um, someone took their kids to Indy to see Steph Curry uh, play, and then Steph gets hurt. Well, at least something that, that he can't. He was hurt. Yeah, he can't. It wasn't just sitting. Right. The Nets yeah. just sat, and they still won over Indy. Mm-hmm. How good is Indy? <laughs> uh, not great. And, uh, Eric, did you know that we're going international uh, this weekend? Oh, we are? The Heat Spurs. I guess you could call it international. Mexico. Yeah. I mean, the Mexico City game. It's the Heat and Spurs. Why do we have to call everything something? It's just that it's the just Mexico called the Mexico City game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, if you want to check out that Heat Spurs, no, thank you. Okay, uh, Mavs. Although Cavs. Tyler Heroes had a, a, an amazing streak, I think a nine straight games with thirty plus points. Oh, very good. He's being a hero for him. Yes. Ah, see what ah, there. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Jazz Bucks on Saturday as well. Pelicans of Suns. Decent little matchup there on Saturday. Sunday, anything happening? Knicks and Indy. It's the Pacers. Bulls against the Timberwolves yeah. in Minnesota. That's really it. None of the matchups are really worth mentioning. Not really. 
All right. Let's take a look at the ice before we get to uh, pick them. Um, the Kings over the Bruins last night, 3-2 to two in a shootout. Our Hurricanes over Eric's Kraken, 3-2. to two. Uh, Penguins over the Panthers, 4-2. Ducks over the Canadians, 5-2. Ducks picked up two goals in 30 seconds the other night, or last night. Uh, Rangers over the Maple Leafs, 3-1. Flyers over the Devils, 2-1. So Lightning, 4-1 over the uh, Blue Jackets. Did Ovi do it last night? Obviously, he did not. Uh, he be, didn't score another goal to tie Gordie Howe or even get uh-huh. above him because the Capitals only scored one. You know, he wasn't a part of that. It was two to one. The Capitals take the loss against Dallas. Bummer. Yep. Mm. Let's see, did he even play? Oh, yeah, he did. He got an assist. So he got a point, but no, no goal. Uh, the Jets over the Preds in overtime at two to one. Knights over the Blackhawks four to one. Sabres over the Avalanche four to two, and the Blues win in a shootout over Edmonton four to three. Travis getting a win. Yeah, against Edmonton. How about that? That's a good win. A shootout. Yeah, absolutely. So Blues picking up a good win there in Canada last night. Game's going on tonight. Blues back in action. Uh, they're still in Canada as they're in Calgary tonight to take on the Flames. Uh, Blackhawks and Wild on this evening in Minnesota and Islanders and uh, Coyotes there. What's going on on Saturday? Any intriguing matchups out here? Let's see. Edmonton in action. It's the Ducks. They're not good. Uh, Stars, Hurricanes, decent. Uh, Panthers, Devils. Panthers are supposed to be better than what they are, but mm-hmm. uh, Maple Leafs, Capitals. So, Obi might do it on Saturday. Is that uh, at home? It is at home in well, Washington. At least that's good. Mm-hmm. Do it at home. Uh, let's see here. Islanders, Golden Knights. Anything happen on Sunday? We do actually have a few games on Sunday. That's uh, not a great game, but Rangers, Blackhawks in Chicago, uh, Jets, Kraken, uh, Penguins, Hurricanes. That's good. All the other ones, not so great. Or one team is good, the other team not so good. So that's what happened on the ice last night. Before we move on to pick them, Travis, there is one other thing going on this weekend that you should uh, be on the lookout for if you're looking to kill some time this weekend. What's that? That's the uh, PNC Championship in the golf world where the Woods uh, boys will be out there together. That's right. Father-son. They mm-hmm. were out there on the course today for a little pro-am. And uh, Charlie is a blaster. Did you see what he had on his uh, driver, Travis? I figured you would like that. Uh, the head cover? Yeah. Of part of my take? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also... He's a uh, stoolie. Yeah. Uh, also, his uh, dad told him not to mimic his shot, mm-hmm. but to do Rory's. Yep. Which I heard I've, that. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for something to do, also don't forget the dailies will be there, too. So it'll be a party. <laughs> it will be a party. If you remember last year, it came down to the dailies versus the woods, I believe. 
I mean, I definitely know that Daly's did amazing last year. I, I think they won. The Woods, though, were right there. Maybe it was the year before where they were in the Reds and, and won on Sunday. Yeah, I can't but remember. So this will be, you know, I mean, obviously Tiger had the match, but this will be kind of his first quote-unquote tournament in a, in a while. So Right, yeah. So check it out. Charlie and Tiger doing He's their out things. There, uh, they're doing the program right now, but they're out there with Annika Sorensen and her son. So mm, Okay. Which Annika Sorensen, not a bad golfer in her own right. No. So uh, that would be a no. fun foursome to watch. Sure. Yeah. So, so not do anything. Check it out. Yeah. All right. You want to do pick them? You want to do this day in sports? Oh, uh, let's do this day in sports. Okay. Because we got, we got the weekend to do. Mm-hmm. On this day back in 2001, the Jags beat the Browns 15-10 in a game that was later referred to as Bottlegate. The Browns entered at 6-6 six and six and needed to win to remain in playoff contention. Late in the fourth quarter, a close play is called a reception, leading Tim Couch to spike the ball before review can be initiated. However, Terry McAlley still reviewed the play after the spike, later citing a communication issue, and overturned the completion and gave the ball to Jacksonville, ending the game. The finish of the game is delayed for 30 minutes while Cleveland fans pelt the field with bottles and debris. Mm. Figured you'd like that because I know how much you love Cleveland. So, mm. but in that instance, I would be mad too. Yeah, you can't go back and review a play after we already ran a play. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, no, you can't do that. In 2006, in a game between the Knicks and Nuggets, there was a fight in which all 10 players on the court were ejected by the official. The league eventually suspended seven of the players for a total of 47 games and fined each team $500,000. On this day back in 2014, the longest shootout in NHL history finally ended when Nick Burstai, uh, Burstad, whatever, scored in the bottom of the 20th round to give the Florida Panthers a 2-1 victory against the Washington Capitals. Travis, would you watch a 20-round shootout? Oh, man. I mean, it would be that intense. Yeah, uh, it would be uh, intense. And it's just like someone score, get this over with. Yes. Uh, on this day back in 2019, Drew Brees threw four touchdown passes to pass Peyton Manning for the most passing touchdowns in NFL history. Of course, since then, Tom Brady has passed him back. But uh, sure, Breeze yeah. first first got it uh, on this day back in 2019. Mm-hmm. December 17, 2000, 49ers wide receiver Terrell Owens became the first wide receiver in NFL history with 20 receptions in an NFL game, doing so against, who else? The Bears. December 17, 2004, after helping beat the Yankees in 2001 World Series, Diamondbacks pitcher Randy Johnson is traded to the Yankees in a three-team deal. The deal was agreed on December 17th, but wouldn't become official until January 11th. On this day, or December 17, 2016, 115 yards rushing in a Las Vegas Bowl win over Houston. San Diego State running back Donnell Pumphrey break Ron Dane's FBS record for career rushing yards. He finishes his college career with 6,405 rushing yards. December 18th, which would be Sunday, uh, 1995, Jerry Rice set the Monday Night Football record with 289 receiving yards in a game against the Vikings. He also ties Herman Moore's Monday Night Football record with 14 receptions, which Moore set only two weeks earlier. December 18, 2002, the NBA Expansion Committee unanimously recommends the NBA Board of Governors approve an expansion franchise for the city of Charlotte. Of course, that would end up becoming the Bobcats. And finally, on this week, this day, December 18, 2017, Kobe Bryant's jerseys are retired by the Lakers. That was 2017, Travis. 2017. He was retired. Not death, but sure, retired yeah. jerseys in 2017. Mm-hmm. At five years ago. Man. Doesn't feel like he's been out of the league that long. No. 
And, and then I have some for the 19th because it included the 19th. So we'll do the 19th because we'll probably forget on Monday anyways. We probably will. December 19th, 1948, the Eagles beat the Charlotte, uh, Chicago Cardinals 7-0 in the Blizzard Bowl to win the NFL championship. December 19th, 1980, Jim McMahon's Hail Mary leads BYU to a 46-45 Holiday Bowl comeback win over SMU. BYU trailed 38-19 after three quarters before outscoring the Mustangs 27-7 in the final quarter. That mm. is a bad quarter. Yeah, it's it a is. a bad quarter. Uh, December 19th, 1990, Bo Jackson is selected to play in the Pro Bowl after he played in the MLB All-Star game that July, but he got hurt before he was able to play in it. And finally... In 2001, December 19th, Byron Leftwich threw for 576 yards, tying the record for the most passing yards in any bowl game to date as Marshall rallied from a 38-8 halftime deficit to beat East Carolina 64-61 in double overtime in the 2001 GMAC Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. The 125 combined points in this game are the most in any bowl game in FBS history. Mm -hmm. And spoiler alert, uh, the Bahamas Bowl today will not break that record as it is currently 12 to 10 midway through the third quarter as of recording. So unless they really go on a tear, Travis, I don't think they're going to get uh, combined 120 some points. No, so, I don't think so. That's on this day. <laughs> on this day in sports history. In sports history. All right. Good deal. All right. Ready for pick them? Yeah, let's close this out with some pick them. All righty. Let's do it. Of course. Let's do it. Pick them. Here we go. All righty. Let's do pick them. So we'll start with Alabama A&M at Illinois, which you can hear tomorrow over on 98 on the game. Straight pick them because we don't have a line for it. So, Travis, who you got? Who do I got? Who do you got I in the score? Have... Just like high school. Oh, I got Illinois. Uh-huh. I got Illinois. 99. To 47. 47. All right. I will go Illinois. And I will go one to nothing to play the game. Damn it. I wanted you to go 100. I know you did. I know you did. I thought about it. But Coach Underwood doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would let that happen. Ah, these guys are pissed off. Yes, they are. So. But. Uh, all right, over on WCRA, you'll hear the Colts at the Vikings on Saturday. Travis, Vikings minus four. Who you got? Minus four. Um, doesn't matter if it's three and a half, four. I'm still taking the Vikings. Yep, I agree with you. Uh, Vikings have a lot more to play for at this point than the Colts do. So I. Just Saturday's coaching for his job. He wants it. <laughs> he wants it. Yeah. So it's we'll plenty see. to play for. Uh, over on 98.9 The Game on Sunday at 11 a.m., you'll hear the Eagles at the Bears. Travis, Eagles minus nine. <laughs> oh, man, to the Bears cover here. I don't think that they would win. But I could see them staying with a nine. Nine's a, nine's a big number. It is. I'm going to go the Eagles, though. You're going to go Eagles? Yeah. I will go Eagles as well. And Travis, for the first time ever in Pick'em history. We have a side pick them. A this side game. pick them. Yes. Now this will not count for record, but I just wanted to get it. And this is not with any um, background, any any uh, uh, we'll say any uh, stats or anything. I didn't I didn't get this from anywhere. This is straight from me. 
Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Over under 225 combined quarterback rushing yards. Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. 225? Yes. Because we know Ooh. Fields can run it a lot. Mm-hmm. We know Jalen Hurts, or uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts can run it a lot. I'm going to go under. You're going to go under? I I will go over just to go over. Again, this isn't going to count for our, our actual pick but those two running quarterbacks are playing each other. You got to at least have something on there. I don't know if there's an actual prop bet or not, but um, there should be if there's not. No, but I was definitely going to see. I thought you were going to go like um, Justin Fields rushing. Well, kind of, because I'm I'm doing combined. This is a you've already made your official. pick. Yes, right? I've already made my official pick. I have the over. And uh, the certain sports book that I'm linking up here, uh, Justin Fields over under rushing yards over under seventy and a half. Yeah. Over. I could see him getting over seventy and a half. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts over under on his rushing. 47 and a half. Well, I need a lot more. <laughs> yeah, you need a, a lot, lot more. more. <laughs> a lot more. I need it to be windy. <laughs> I need it to, the, the ball to be wet. Yeah, what's the tip, What's the weather going to be like in Chicago on Sunday? Probably decent. All right, our <laughs> final game for Pick'em, Travis. Jewel here on 99 The Game at 3 o'clock. Patriots at the Raiders. Raiders minus one. So basically, it's a Pick'em. Yeah. <sighs> I'm going to go New England. They need it more. Yeah, this game is the lesser of two evils, and who do you trust at the quarterback position? And the answer is no one in this game. But I will also go the Patriots more so because you picked first and you picked the Patriots. Um, Forecast for Chicago on Sunday, mostly sunny, high near 27, wind gusting as high as 20 miles an hour. Oh, that's not helpful. Out of the west. That's not going to be good. Low of 19 in Chicago. So, there you go. Sunday night. Those are our pickums. Monday, mostly cloudy. Highs near 31. And Monday night, mostly cloudy. Lows around 20. Thank you for that weather report, Travis. <laughs> it's like I just couldn't stop myself. I know. <laughs> to hear our just local weather report. <laughs> I just keep going. <sighs> the National Weather Service in Lincoln. That's right. That's right. Wow. Look at that sun. <laughs> uh, those were so fun <laughs> so fun alrighty I'm done alrighty you're done uh, so I think that we are uh, done we're calling it a, a podcast we're calling it a show all in a week all in a week that's right so we're gonna get out of here uh, thanks for listening uh, thanks for uh, downloading and we'll be back for you on a Monday to recap it all everything that happened in uh, sports College, pros, and locally as well, of course. And uh, so we'll have the top three moments from the sports weekend as well. So that'll do it for us. And have a great weekend, everyone. And we'll be back for you on Monday. Until then, peace out. Peace out.